This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, April 7th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who, just like Cosmo the Cougar, never skips arm day, Jason Shepard. Well, and why would you? I think what we've figured out now is that Cosmo has cracked the code. He has figured out a way that you can skip leg day, go all upper body, and still technically be using your legs. (laughs) For those that have not seen this, Cosmo... This was on Twitter the other day, and I'm sure it was on Instagram as well. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, Cosmo doing a handstand and walking down the steps. Here, For those on BYU TV, you're you're seeing this video. It is unbelievable. The dreadful RB stairs. So for anybody that is aware of these steps, you know how long and how steep this is. He walks the entire length of the stairs on his hands. I don't want to do this with my legs, <laughs> let alone in a yes. handstand. And I know it's going down the stairs to the Richards building, but if Cosmo was challenged, he could probably walk up the stairs look, from the Richards look, building. Look, I'm not saying either is easy, but I actually think going down would be a little more difficult because the momentum of your legs, would that you would, they would want to go over. Your momentum would be carrying you down or carrying you forward. And so I would think you would have to constantly keep pushing. Look, I don't know. The longest handstand I can do is in a pool, okay? That's when I can do a decent, you know, handstand. How many steps did he walk down? Has anybody counted the exact number of steps that go up or down from the Richards building to the main part of campus? If somebody knows, please tweet that at us. Because I want to know just what Cosmo did. That is an incredible feat of athleticism. He's dunking from the three-point line. He's walking down the RB stairs. The guy can do anything. Cosmo can do anything. I I really – the physics behind that, the the muscle um, coordination Mm -hmm. that you have to have and control of your muscles – to be able to do what we just saw, I, yeah. I can't even fathom that. Again, I'm tired watching it. <laughs> yes. That is ridiculous. It made me feel at least a little bit better when he looked like he was tired towards the end. <laughs> I'm like, at least Cosmos human. And by human, I mean a cougar. Yeah. But you know what I mean. He's, he's fatiguing, we, we think. <laughs> yes. We think. Holy cow. Viral dance videos. He's the greatest mascot yes. in all the land. Yes. It was confirmed. We have the votes to prove it. It was confirmed. Bought or not, <laughs> we have the votes to confirm that, right? Here's your show lineup. Also confirming some fantastic things. Did New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas already confirm Zach Wilson to New York with the second overall pick? What he said that may just suggest that. BYU football getting a major upgrade at Lavelle Edwards Stadium without spending a dime of their own money. 
I like that deal. Our back-to-back interviews with the brothers Nakua continue today as highlight reel receiver Puka Nakua joins us and makes his BYUSN debut. Plus, Alex Barcelo of BYU Basketball sends out a social media shockwave of sorts, a new NFL draft grade for Kairos Tonga, and let's go ahead and just order a new display case for BYU women's volleyball yeah, because seriously. they're going to need it. They're going to need one just for this year alone. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. All right, earlier this morning, Athletic Director Tom Holmo announced some exciting changes coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this upcoming season. Thanks to New Skin, Lavelle Edwards Stadium will feature two brand new video screens, a new sound system, and new LED ribbon boards for the 2021 football season. New Skin is funding 100% of the stadium upgrade. No athletic or university funds will be used for this project. Very exciting news. And just to give you an idea on the size of the boards, the south board will be 48 by 131 feet. I'm going to need that TV in my house. (laughs) Absolutely. And the north board will be 36 by 72. So the bigger video boards represent a 370% increase in size from the previous video screens. And I did not come up with that math. Shout out to Cougar Stats for the math on that one. Very exciting. I'm into this kind of stuff. I think that's really cool. Love Cougar Stats. Also the 370% increase, a precursor to what Jason Shepard's offseason raise will be here at BYU Broadcasting. Mm. Is that, uh, you know something? I- <laughs> nice. New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas, we just talked about this, said he had a, quote, good conversation with Zach Wilson's father and agent during BYU's Pro Day, and when asked if the Jets are leaning towards taking a quarterback with the number two pick, he responded, I would say that's a fair assessment. (laughs) More on his comments coming up in What's Trending. All right, Spencer mentioned this a second ago. Just a fantastic day for BYU women's volleyball. Sophomore setter Whitney Bauer was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Year as well as the WCC Setter of the Year. This marks the third straight season that a Cougar has taken Player of the Year honors, and it's the first time that a Cougar's been named the Setter of the Year. Also, congratulations goes to Heather Olmstead, who earned West Coast Conference Coach of the Year, her third time winning that award. All she does is win like 90% of the games as the head coach at BYU. Whitney Bauer, also named to the All-WCC First Team, along with teammates Taylin Ballard-Nixon, Kennedy Eschenberg, and Kate Grimmer. All WCC freshman honors go to Maddie Allen, Leilani Dotson, and Aaron Livingston. Allen and Livingston, also named to the All WCC second team. Holy cow! BYU begins NCAA tournament play next Thursday against either Ryder or UCLA. Women's soccer forward Cameron Tucker was named the West Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Cam's week consisted of scoring the game-winning goal at Santa Clara, Boom. a place BYU had never won at, as well as a game-tying goal at St. Mary's. Congratulations to Cameron Tucker. BYU softball rolling. They shut out Utah State 4-0 at Miller Park last night for the Cougars' fifth straight win overall. Hunter Ava and Riley Jensen both hit solo home runs to help lift the Cougars over the Aggies. WCC Pitcher of the Week, Autumn moffat Core threw her 36th career complete game. Again, a shutout. BYU begins WCC play on Friday with a three-game series in Moraga at St. Mary's. And in BYU tennis news, Mateo Vero Melendez and 
Brigham Andrus win WCC Doubles Team of the Week after going 2-0 on the road. The duo beat Portland and took down Gonzaga. Cougars are 10-5 on the season. They are atop the WCC standings. They host San Diego this weekend. Let's go. Energy's high. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We just told you what New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas said about Zach Wilson, his family, and having a good conversation at BYU's Pro Day, and that it's a fair assessment that the Jets are going to take quarterback at pick number two. They just traded away Sam Darnold. Jason, did Joe Douglas essentially confirm that New York will take Zach Wilson as their quarterback with the second overall pick in the NFL draft? Uh, Basically, yes, he did. I, I think what speaks volumes is what he didn't say, and he didn't deny it. (laughs) <laughs> and you look, you know as well as I do, we've been in this business long enough to know that most rumors, whether they are true or they aren't, usually get denied immediately. And this one was not denied. So the fact that Joe Douglas did not refute the report mm-hmm. when asked directly about Steve Young's comments mm-hmm. that, that they were committed to Zach Wilson, yes. I think that speaks more than anything else. And quite frankly, I think that's refreshing, especially in a situation where you know how this is going to play out. If New York wanted to trade the pick, I think they could have already done that with San Francisco. They, they haven't done that. When you know how it's going to play out, why play coy? If you have no intention of trading the pick and moving out of it, why not let everybody know what you're going to do? Look, I understand it's, it's how the game is played. But I think it's quite refreshing. Again, he did not say, yes, we are taking Zach Wilson. But I think the fact that he did not deny the rumor, which you see all the time, every day, in almost every situation, speaks volumes in this situation. I've seen people clamor for Zach Wilson to pull an Eli Manning and (laughs) say, I'm not going to the San Diego Chargers. I will not play for the San Diego Chargers. And Eli ended up with the New York Giants. But would... Eli Manning going to San Diego have been the worst thing based on what happened with the Chargers in recent years after that specific draft? No. Did Phillip Rivers in San Diego work out for the Chargers? Yes. Zach Wilson's not going to do something like this. And to the credit of Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, both showing up at Pro Day, and the Jets having 21 picks in the next two combined NFL drafts, and that becoming a very public thing, are all credit to the organization for trying to create some positive momentum. We know that the Jets in recent years have been a quote-unquote dumpster fire. That's not the direction that they're heading now. I like what they've done with the head coach. I like the offensive coordinator they have. I like Joe Douglas. He wants a new guy. He cleared out any confusion at the quarterback position by trading Sam Darnold. And as you said, Jason, he did not say no. Nope. Didn't say that. He's allowing us to believe that the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. Because he wants everybody to know that's what they're going to do. Exactly. And there is something that is worthwhile there. Absolutely. You want a guy to feel confident speaking of Zach Wilson, in that you're all in on him. Yes. Okay? We, we believe in you. We're not going to refute the comments from one of the great BYU quarterbacks, Steve Young. And it's not like Steve Young is saying, 
oh, Zach Wilson's headed for just a terrible situation with the New York Jets. Steve Young and others, myself included, are starting to feel more and more okay about the situation that Zach Wilson is 99.999999% going to end up in. Yes, if this was the coaching staff of last year, then it's a completely different yes. situation. Look, look, going into this year, the other teams in the AFC East are much further down the road. Obviously, the Bills are the class of that right now. We'll see how much what the Patriots did catches them up to Buffalo. Maybe the Patriots have Justin Fields. And, and we will see. But the Jets going in, at least to start the year, clearly you think are going to be behind all of those other teams. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. I like what they have in place. Again, unproven, but I think they've made some good decisions finally. It's worth something, again, to allow people to believe that Zach Wilson is essentially a formality yeah. as a second pick in the draft. Uh, there are a lot of good things, it would seem, that are being done by the New York Jets to try and build something solid for the future. If Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback in week one and the Jets win six games, it's progress, Jason. Yeah. No, you're, you're it's absolutely progress. Right. Yeah. Like win six games, lose 10, be competitive. Put Zach in a situation where he, like Baker Mayfield, can turn the Cleveland Browns, who are forever in the cellar, into, in a few years, a playoff contender. And, ironically enough, the NFL draft being held in Cleveland oh, this year. Yes, they're recruiting Zach's family for crying <laughs> yeah, out I know, loud. I know. I love that he did not downplay that. That, to me, says everything. All right, topic number two, switching gears, talking a little BYU basketball. Alex Barcelo posted on Instagram yesterday a, a picture of himself in his BYU uniform with the caption, quote, decisions, decisions, end quote, obviously referring to his decision to return for another year or not. Spencer, does this post make you more confident that Barcelo is going to return for another season? Yes, it doesn't guarantee it, but the fact that he's taken to social media and, in my opinion, is looking for confirmation or dare I say affirmation yes. from everybody yes. on social media. Yes. Like, okay, I'm going to throw this post out there to see how everybody across Cougar Nation and everybody across BYU Sports Nation feel about this. And he's got former players and former teammates chiming in on this. Dalton Nixon said, I'll do your laundry for a year, for the entire year, Alex, if you come back for another season. Because Dalton, like me, and like you, and like everybody across BYU Sports Nation, know how valuable Alex Barcelo is to for the next, uh, the next season for Mark Pope, okay? We have outlined it well. BYU is in desperate need of ball handlers, point guards. Even if Alex Barcelo is the two guard, right. and there is a point guard that comes later in the transfer portal, great. BYU needs Alex Barcelo to be an NCAA tournament team next season. And if Alex goes, then maybe the dominoes fall and Matt Harms ends up coming back to BYU for another year. But I think everybody's looking to the leader, Alex Barcelo. And I think this post is specifically looking for how does BYU really feel Taking about the this? temperature of it, how yeah. How do the fans really feel about this? How how passionate are they about me coming back for one more? Yeah, and we saw this you know, a week ago with Matt Harms. I think, for me, this makes me more confident 
even more confident about Alex coming back yeah. than even Matt Harms. And I, I think both it's a positive sign. Well, and Matt commented on yes, Alex's exactly. post. And again, there's weight in that, yes. right? This is the day and age we live yes. in. Yes, and I, I don't think you post that if you've closed the door. Certainly you don't if you've closed the door, especially because that can backfire on you. If you put that out there and it gets everybody's hopes up, and then, and then you pull it back, you know, that could get, that could get fans a little bit upset. I, I don't think that that's what Barcelo's doing here. I, I tend to, look, and we're reading a lot into this. I tend to think he's probably leaning to come. Look, we don't have any inside information on no. this. I tend to think he's probably leaning to come back by doing this. Because, again, I don't think you put that out there and risk getting people upset if you don't. I, I agree with you. I think this is one of those ones where he's kind of leaning towards it. Now he just kind of wants to hear from the fans and see how pumped they get when he says he still has decisions to make. Let's read the tea leaves based on the deep blue special that we did on Alex Barcelo, his mom saying that BYU basketball and Mark Pope essentially saved Alex, his mental health by coming to BYU and helped him rediscover his love for basketball as a sport in general. I would imagine that his mom and his sister are like, Hey, Alex. Who will be on campus this year. Um, wouldn't mind having you around uh, to show me a few things. <laughs> yeah. Get me from place to place. Not that the Marriott Center and the practice facility are far away from each other, but there's something to that. And fans, fans back in the stands. Alex Barcelo, Matt Harms, even Brandon Averitt. B.A., I'm not closing the door on you entirely. Come on back. Have 19,000 screaming fans mostly vaccinated, going nuts for you in the Marriott Center. Let's do this thing. Our question of the day, how do you feel about it? Does Alex Barcelo's post on social media make you more confident that he is going to return and run it back for another season in Pro Bowl? Why or why not? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Toshalin19 answers on Twitter. Yes, because that would be just plain mean for him to tease us like that and then leave. I sure hope he wouldn't toy with Cougar Nation like that. Don't let us down, Alex. We need you. It goes along with what you were saying. I agree 100%. I don't think he's doing that. I think he's leaning towards coming back with this post. That's how I read it. At jpuppy23 on Twitter, from all that I've seen and heard, Alex is an incredible human. I can't imagine he would tease us like that (laughs) if he weren't leaning toward a return. But that could just be my heart speaking. I'm sensing a trend here. Yes. And there's a lot of truth to this. But if Alex ultimately decides to leave BYU, I know deep down, even in your heart of hearts, Jason, that we fully support him. We fully support him. If he decides, I've got to move on. If he wants to go play overseas, if he wants to go to the G League, or if he wants to try his hand at the NBA, any look. We would, we'll support Alex Barcelo 100%. Doesn't mean we won't be disappointed. Sure. But we will absolutely support that decision. Hashtag uh, BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, coming up in the Cougar Whip Around, the original NFL draft guru, Gil Brandt, says he might pick Zach Wilson number one overall. Is there any validity to that? Plus, one of the pass catchers for BYU football that's hoping to make an immediate impact, the second half of the brothers Nakua Puka will join us on BYU Sports Nation next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball back at Miller Park this week. Cougars hosting Portland beginning Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. 
You can watch on BYU TV and the app or listen on BYU Radio. Must win series. I'm wearing my lucky jersey that Mike Littlewood just gave to me tomorrow. I'm all in on the superstition. Wait, wait, wait what? Yeah, we're going to have to talk about this later. No, no, no. He gave you a jersey? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, the golden child doesn't get everything, okay, Jason? Just what settle in. What in the world? <laughs> We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside the golden child of BYU baseball. <laughs> Apparently not. Shepard. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is one of the newest members of BYU football, Puka Nakua. He may as well be a golden child for BYU football, yeah, right. right? Puka, uh, welcome to BYU Sports Nation, man. Great to have you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. But it is. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, the hair's looking fresh. Uh, Samson, your brother, had a, a fresh haircut as well. But really, we want to know who has the better hair, you or Samson? <laughs> um, I got I got blessed. I don't know if you can see. I got a little cowlick up in the front, like kind of front and center in my hair. So it kind of like give me a natural little spin right here. I know Sam's <laughs> always always trying to do this thing with his left hand right here. But I mean, I got the natural the natural little touch right here. So I, I, I'll take the edge of that one. Yes, Puka, blessed with the cowlick. Yes, the edge. I have a cowlick in the back. I don't feel like I'm blessed with it. Um, here's now here's a question. If we're gonna talk about hair, so we've seen you in the past. With the purple hair, obviously purple and, and the Washington Huskies. So does that mean at some point we may see a little blue in the hair now that you're at BYU? Definitely. That is the plan. Well, there's some there's some stuff in the works right now. Okay. <laughs> yes, let's go. Puka Nakua with us on BYU Sports Nation. Why was BYU the right fit for you right now at this juncture of your football career? Um. Honestly, it was kind of crazy. It's just some uh, some family stuff, but uh, some things had lined up, and it seemed uh, perfect just to kind of come back home and be be at BYU. So uh, the timing there's it was no other there's no coincidence how the timing all lined up and the opportunity presented itself for me to come back home. Let's talk about that. What was the time we asked we asked Samson yesterday this same question? So I want to ask you. It, it, when did the idea of coming back to Provo start? Take us through that timeline and the process from kind of start to finish. Yeah, um, kind of coming back home from the end of this COVID season, uh, we got a, a little ex- extra time off, so we got to spend time home, the holidays at home, which was super nice. So I missed Utah. It didn't actually snow. I, I love the snow, so it didn't snow. I was a little disappointed about that, but kind of uh, – End of January, around uh, a lot of my family is Aquariuses, so they're all January birthdays. <laughs> so we we're finishing everybody's birthday and just realizing how much time uh, I was able to spend at home with through COVID and stuff, and not being able to see my family as much. And so being able to spend that quality time with them and just be around them, there's a different energy and with everything that had gone on through the season. So kind of end of January, and then that was kind of the start of it. That was like a little spark of it. And then I think really in March, me and Sam had really finally sat down and getting ready to finish my quarter up at UW and kind of narrowed things down. Like we have opportunity to play football with each other. That had never happened before. Obviously we went to two different high schools. So when it, uh, when we finally nailed things down, it, it was pretty cool. It was, it was definitely a, a new life letting me uh, get an opportunity to play with him. Puka Nakua on BYU Sports Nation. The brothers Nakua headed to Provo to play for Kalani Satake and company. What was that conversation like with Samson? Because it's one thing to transfer from Washington, which is a good distance away from Provo, Utah, back to Cougar Blue, but another to do so within the rivalry. So what did you say to him to convince him to join you? 
Um, I think uh, I would. I mean, I definitely wish Zach. If we would have, if the timing would have been better. I mean, <laughs> obviously Zach had a great season, so if we would have had uh, got Zach to stay. I mean, I think that would have been pretty cool. That was that was a little bit in the talk in the air, but knowing that his situation and stuff. But I think uh, just because we didn't get to really play with each other in high school, that that was something that. I mean, that was probably partially uh, more on me than it was on him. He was already at Timview, and I made the decision to go to Orem. But uh, playing the same position definitely helps. So I think uh, there's there's going to be like a little X factor in that, and like us being able to be out there right next to each other as like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, especially you get to play the same position. I mean, <laughs> literally be right next to each other on the field talking, just like just like it was when I first started playing football. I played up with Samson at three years, so <laughs> it was cool. I was I, He was the star of the team. I, I played like left tackle and was just like absorbing <laughs> bodies so he could go score, but we'll, we'll be back at it again together. <laughs> you played left tackle, left tackle. Puka? Left tackle? <laughs> Uh, that was that was the start of the that was the start of the journey. <laughs> so, will you be like the emergency left tackle, just you know, in case? Yeah, pretty much. My dad and my older brother were the coach, and Sam uh-huh. Sam was the quarterback. He was number one. I think I was like number seventy seven or something like that. <laughs> and I was out there at left tackle, <laughs> just just hoping that Sam would end up in the end zone. <laughs> All right, so now both of you guys have talked about the importance of family and being close to family and how much that played a role. Who was more excited in this to be able to for you guys to come back? Was it you or was it the family and mom specifically? Um, I def I, I know mom was excited to have us all home. <laughs> She's probably not too excited because now a little extra cleaning and a little more cooking, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I say it was probably equally both. I mean, I I love Seattle. My time out there was great. It's like I almost served a little mission out there. It's just two years. So I'm coming back now, but um, I say it was probably equally. I I love I love Provo. I love Utah overall in general. I mean, we stay. I, well, we live in the Tree Streets, so I'm right by the Creamery on Ninth. So I've grown up around here, and this is this is what I've known for a long time. So it's definitely special to be around here again. Well, hey, and you don't have to work off the mission body, right? You're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> I know, straight up. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> We're talking with Puka Nakua, recent BYU football transfer, coming back to Utah from Washington. Puka, when you think about the two years that you spent in Washington, that brings up uh, a natural question of how much eligibility you have left once you get to Provo because of the COVID situation and all that. So wh- what is the eligibility scenario right now for you when you get to BYU? Is it two years? Is it three years? What's it going to be? Um, I believe it is three years <laughs> with the COVID season because uh, I didn't get to – I didn't get to medical redshirt my freshman year, but I believe it is three years. I, I have no, I have my redshirt year and then this COVID year, so I could be in Cougar Blue for a while. <laughs> and do you anticipate that you will play in this upcoming 2021 season? Yes, sir. I'll be ready to rock and roll. You're, you're making us feel really happy today, <laughs> yeah. Puka. This is, this is really good stuff. No, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, we got a big opportunity and just, I mean, we haven't even really started with the team yet. We're just waiting up. And uh, so it's been good to see some of the boys just work out. I mean, I can't wait. There's a, there's been an energy shift. As soon as I came home, I just felt it. And I, I just can't wait, man. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this offense overall and how you fit into it? Um. I'm not I, I, I can't I can't really give you a, an exact answer right now, but I'm just really excited to I mean, 
I got to play a little a little taste of college football. I actually got to come to the Bell Edwards Stadium uh, my freshman year, and it was a packed house. I mean, the game the game ended in our favor, but no, I definitely we're gonna have to change the tables and make sure that Blue ends up on top. But I'm just excited to learn. I mean, there's a lot of guys from Neil. I worked out with Neil and getting to know Gunner and Cody and just being around the guys and just to see what I can take from them and how it all works and kind of implement it to my game and make sure I can fit and help uh, help as much as I can. Puka, when you think about the prospect of playing BYU football and the three different quarterbacks that could potentially be throwing you the ball, what do you think about the quarterback battle? Because I know you have a little bit of a relationship with Jacob Conover. Then there's Jaron Hall and another proven commodity in Baylor Romney. So what do you think about that quarterback battle? Uh, I think it's it's been really interesting and <laughs> exciting. I mean, that's what I came home to was to talk about who's going to be the guy. And, uh, they got <laughs> they definitely got some big shoes to fill. But, I mean, they, I feel like with the receiver room right now, I mean, they also do have uh, a lot of guys who are going to be willing and uh, capable of helping them make those exciting plays and making their job just a little bit easier. Um, but I, I think we can, I don't think there's a there's a way to go wrong with this quarterback situation for sure. So, Puka, we see that you've got the Orem Tiger blue on right now. Obviously, you're going to be wearing a lot of BYU blue. How much of your, if you could like uh, give us a ratio or percentage in your closet, how much is still purple and how much is blue? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for a lot of, for that Cougar gear to drop. But yeah, <laughs> I got, yes. I got, uh, I'm slowly getting rid of that, that purple stuff. I mean, to give it up to mama, hang it up, give it to some friends. <laughs> I got some warm high teachers who are Washington Husky fans. So maybe go give them some of the new gear that they got, but, uh, <laughs> definitely excited to stop rocking this blue. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I want to know uh, as well, when you announced your decision to enter the transfer portal, who was the first BYU player to reach out to you? Um, well, actually Zach had been hitting me up. Zach had hit me up before that. I had, uh, I had actually posted, uh, announced that, but I think Cody, Cody might've been the first guy to hit me up after I had posted that. Okay. Cody Epps. He wanted, he wanted some help, uh, within the receivers room. Yeah. And, and he hit me up to play some Call of Duty. He's him. He is uh, his Xbox <laughs> gamer tag. <laughs> yeah. Let's play Call of Duty and talk about BYU football. I, I love the approach. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we asked Samson yesterday. Now, obviously, this is going to be a little different answer, I'm sure, because of this. it takes the rivalry out of the question. But we asked him what his teammates in red thought of the decision. What did your teammates up in Seattle think when you uh, made the decision that you were going to come to Provo? Uh, definitely some, uh, some sad faces and stuff. I mean, the relationships that we build and all the time that you spend with the guys on the team, uh, it's definitely not uh, easy saying goodbye to those guys, but Everybody I know, we had great relationships, and they were supporting me out, uh, especially just being able to come back home and be here with my mom and my grandma and my, my entire family. So it was really good, but I definitely miss those guys. But I'm excited to start, kind of start this new journey and stuff and continue on this path that we're about to start. All right, Puka, we have a good idea of what type of skill set you bring in because we've seen all of your high school highlights. We've seen, obviously, your Washington highlights when you were competing for the Huskies, but for somebody that doesn't know much about you as a football player, how would you explain your game and what you do to them? Um, <laughs> I definitely say I've gotten bigger from the days I was in high school. I was <laughs> a little bit thinner around them. But uh, I definitely say I've, I've learned to love blocking. My, my, my coach up in Washington, he definitely uh, helped me understand the game more. So being able to recognize what 
what's the defense is doing to help me take uh, full, like maximize, maximize my capabilities. So I think I, uh, I, I would say I catch the ball pretty well. <laughs> I believe in my leaping abilities. So that the, the 50, 50 ball down the, down the sideline, I'll, I'll definitely take my chances. I for sure say it's a hundred percent going my way now. It's not a 50, 50 ball, <laughs> but, uh, I love to block. That's one thing I think has kind of changed my game is like learning how to block because it really does set up uh, passing uh, the the lanes and like the releases it sets up. Uh, it definitely changes the game. He's if he thinks I'm running and I and I have a and I have an in route, uh, I definitely take my chances. If he thinks I'm about to go block somebody, uh, you say that and somewhere Fessy says he he is smiling. Fessy's smiling somewhere. He doesn't even know why, but like there's there's been a, a positive disturbance <laughs> yes, in the force, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. He's like, I don't know why, but I'm feeling real good about things right now. <laughs> hey, Puka, it's great to have you on BYU Sports Nation and uh, be able to officially welcome you to BYU football and to the hearts and minds of people across Cougar Nation. Thanks for the time, man. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, Puka Nakua on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He's great. And – thinks he's going to be able to play immediately this year. That's next that's, to his brother Samson. Important. Okay, so we're learning something. So he's anticipating that he will have three years yeah. of eligibility and that eligibility will start in the 2021 season. Lining up on the same field, same time, same formation as his brother Samson. Uh, before we hit break, some pretty big news in college okay. basketball. Okay. It has nothing to do with BYU, but big news, Arizona has parted ways with Sean Miller. Wow. So Sean Miller is out as the head basketball coach at the U of A. Well, it's still tied into Alex Barcelo because Alex left Arizona to come to BYU. So there's your tie-in. Think he's happy with that uh, scenario? Yeah, I think think things have worked out quite well for Alex Barcelo. And maybe it will continue to work out if he stays another year. What Hmm. a turn of events. Yeah. All right, coming up, big deal, no deal. Both Matt Harms and Alex Barcelo taking to social media to weigh their options on returning. What would you be willing to do to bring Alex Barcelo back for another season? I hope AB sees this because we're going to read some fun responses, I'm sure. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano, Matt Harms becomes the puzzle master, BYU for BYU men's hoops, and Cougar Nation is still learning the toughness of BYU women's hoops even after their season has come to an end. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it on a Wednesday. The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Okay, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but replying to Alex Barcelo's Instagram post was one Dalton Nixon. Yep. And he commented saying, quote, if you stay, I'll do your laundry every week, hmm? end quote. What would you be willing to do for Alex Barcelo to get him to come back for another season? Well, I already said that I was going to be at the forefront of a petition, but that petition already got started by some BYU fans, so uh, I'm a little late on that. Let's see. Alex, I would be willing to tutor you for any class that you need help with. And What about teach him uh, Korean? Including Korean. I'll be your personal <laughs> Korean tutor if you come back and play basketball at BYU. Joking aside, like I, I was thinking about this. Like, what would I really do? Most of the things that I'm willing to do aren't within NCAA compliance, yeah, no, Jason. That's the whole problem. Like, I can't is... buy him anything. I can't do any of that. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I don't even know if I could do his laundry. 
Like, can Dalton Nixon, even with the compliance rules, is that something that the NCAA would say, nope, you can't do his laundry? I, I don't know. If you have, <laughs> There's honestly, a laundry if you have a, If you question it, you probably just shouldn't do it. <laughs> Look, here's one thing I do know. I won't I won't do the laundry. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm gonna do my own laundry. Yeah. So <laughs> but, it's true. but here's here's what I will do. I will rebound for him during every practice. Oh yeah. Now there's also yeah. an ulterior motive. I would just like to also be at every practice. Okay. okay. But uh but yeah, so I will Alex, with the with the correct uh you know approval of head coach Mark Pope. I will come in and rebound for you during Available practice. 24-7, 24/7. any day of the week? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, I'm 24-7, Jason Shepard will be your personal rebounder anytime you want to get a shot or a few hundred up. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, so How that's what this? I'm willing to do for you, Alex. How about this, too? I will name the Barcelos the number one power family duo at BYU, okay? I thought, honestly— Alex, and his sister, both. Okay. When no. you started that, I thought you were going to say you will name your next child Alex. <laughs> because, hey, it could go for both a boy or a girl. It's true. It's true. Okay, I'll throw that on the table. Alex. <laughs> Alex, come back to BYU. And if I have another child, <laughs> I will name that child Alex. <laughs> what I just talked him into. I'm, I'm here for it. I like it. All right, former vice president of player personnel for the Dallas Cowboys and NFL Hall of Famer Gil Brandt said, quote, if you pinned me down and forced me to pick between Trevor Lawrence... And please don't pin down Gil Brandt. He doesn't want that. He doesn't need it. He's also elderly. If you pin me down and force me to pick between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, I might pick Wilson. It's that close for me. Honestly, I'm surprised the Jaguars' new head coach, Urban Meyer, didn't show up at BYU's Pro Day. Jason, is there any chance that Zach Wilson doesn't end up in New York at number two and goes number one. Look, and I love Gilbrand. Like, and for those that don't know who Gilbrand is, he's the one that really started the NFL draft evaluation. He's the one that was the first to do it via computer with the Dallas Cowboys. He, he, he revolutionized the, the way you scout players and the data that you, yeah. that you do. What he, he says carries weight. Absolutely. He is phenomenal. Is there any chance Zach goes number one? Look, you never say never, but he's Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. Zach's going number two. It would take something significant at the last moment, a cold feet scenario where the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, are already seemingly engaged. They're engaged to draft him. Okay, It would take a cold feet scenario where they saw something that just freaked them out at the last minute. And they're like, nope, we're taking Wilson. Okay? But other than that, there's no way, Jason. Can you imagine the storyline if Urban Meyer came out of retirement to draft the BYU quarterback? Oh, who will grew up as a Utah fan. Yes! The stories. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. As we mentioned earlier, Whitney Bauer was named the WCC Player of the Year. That makes three years in a row that BYU has had the WCC Player of the Year. I also think they've had six since 2012. Yep. Which is crazy. How long will the streak last? At least two more years, Jason. Because Whitney Bauer's only a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. So there's a good chance that she's going to win it again at some point in the next two years. And then you look at the young bucks that they have, including Aaron Livingston and Leilani Dodson, who were second-team All-WCC performers this year. So while BYU loses a couple of notable seniors, Kennedy Eschenberg, Taylor Ballard-Nixon, but now that I think of it, Jason, they're coming back in the fall. Right. Everybody comes back. Yeah. So 
maybe three more years. Yeah, I, I don't know how many years it goes, but I'm not going to put it past them because I know what the coaching staff does in terms of recruiting. And clearly with the fact that they continue to win these, they bring in talent. And every year, new young talent comes in that's at the top of the recruiting list. Not so. leave Matty Allen off that list as well. Absolutely. It's the libero. Utah State softball and their charter bus. Story. Um Apparently had a mishap in the scheduling. The bus didn't show up to bring them from Logan to Miller Park. So they had to take a school bus <laughs> to get to the softball stadium. Okay? Everybody off the bus. Okay, Was Utah State doomed before they even took the field? Apparently. apparently the bus doesn't show up, so you have to hop on a school bus to head down to Provo. That's funny. That's funny. And then they ended up losing 4 nothing. It's like, why is there a yellow school bus parked out front of the stadium? It's like, oh, are they is, 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 it's school. It's maybe maybe a school's, uh, uh, school district that's in right now yeah. is coming down to watch softball know. today. Well, I mean, I showed up and I'm like, all right, let's do this. Wait, where's Utah State? <laughs> they haven't arrived yet. Oh, okay. Game's delayed by 20 minutes. And I felt bad for them because they had to rush their warm-up. Right. It's just... And you're taking on a team that's red hot in BYU. That's really when tough you originally scenario. told me that the bus didn't show up. I just assumed they all had to like hop in personal cars and all drive down here. Well, they were all waiting for their bus to show up after the game was over too. Right? They were like, "Well, where do we go?" The whole team crossed over the street. Then the bus shows up on the other side, so they had to all walk back across the street as wow. I was leaving. And I was like, "This is this is going to be a special experience that they remember for a long time." Coming up, we have, by the way, the official count of stairs Mm -hmm. for Cosmo the Cougar. That's coming up in our Rise and Shoutouts. And we play Big Deal, No Deal, featuring some BYU softball and a new draft grade for Kairos Tonga. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For Cougar Sports game highlights, interviews, and archived content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It's time we play Big Deal, No Deal, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. I'll start, Jason, number one. Big Deal, No Deal. Matt Harms and Alex Barcelo both posting about weighing my options or decisions, decisions in the last couple of days. Uh, Yeah, I think it's a big deal for reasons that we discussed earlier. I I think it's a big deal that they're bringing it up because the fact they bring it up means they're considering it and that it's not a dead issue. So, yeah, I think it is a big deal. Yeah, I didn't put a ton of stock into Matt Harms post because I had kind of already in my mind settled on the fact that he was leaving BYU. But the fact that he now commented on Alex Barcelo's post makes me think, okay, he's waiting to see what A.B. does before he makes his ultimate decision. So this is becoming, by the minute, a bigger deal. Now I'm just waiting for Brandon Averitt to post. (laughs) Let's also not forget who's in the room trying to convince these guys. It's Mark Pope. Okay, (laughs) He's sending out puzzles and all sorts of stuff. There are two people, I think, that could talk anybody into anything. It's Mark Pope and it's Chad Lewis. Both of those guys yeah. could talk anybody into doing anything. Why don't you guys open up a car dealership? <laughs> yes. You would slay. Yes. Isn't Mark Pope the greatest car salesman ever? Like he, he would be salesman of the month every month. Yes. Yes. Like he could sell sunshine in the desert. <laughs> hey! I know what you need some more of in these 120-degree temperatures. Sunshine. Maybe I do. <laughs> Just got the right energy. Yeah. Hey, it's great. Big deal, no deal. Gonzaga. Sits atop ESPN's way too early top 25 
for next season. This is no deal, Jason. It's because this is what Gonzaga does every year. It feels like anyway. Great. They're going to be number one or number two. Until when? Like it, it, until further notice, Gonzaga <laughs> will be leaves? a top five team. Yes, and that's not going to happen for the, a yeah. while. Yeah, they're on a mission now. They were so close again to winning a national title. Ah, and I know that you don't feel the sadness for them, but I kind of do, and I kind of feel bad because now Gonzaga is going to come back. I think they're going to bring back a couple of guys that would have gone, including Drew Timmy, and they're just going to be loaded and awesome again. So this is this is no deal because yeah, because they weren't going to be loaded and awesome had they won it. <laughs> They might relax just a little bit and lose a couple of players that uh, now are going to stay. So uh, there's no deal. This is what I expect them to be basically every year. Yeah, I'm going to say no deal, but for a different reason. We don't know who's coming back. D- can we honestly say right now, and again, they call it the way too early top 25 for a reason. So you're just having fun and speculating at this point. But we don't know who's yeah. coming back. So I, I, I say no deal for that reason. Would it be a big deal if BYU was ranked in the way too early well, top 25? It is. <laughs> then it affects us. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Number three, big deal, no deal. BYU sits just outside the Andy Cats top 36 as part of the under consideration category. Mm-hmm. Jason, um, is this a big deal or no deal that they're under consideration? Well, sure. For the same reason we said BYU's being mentioned, so it's a big deal. This is no deal. Look, and let's be honest. At the, by, don't you think, because it was the same thing after, so now two seasons ago, you know, you, you didn't know what was coming back, it, yet Mark Pope was able, and the coaching staff able to do the exact same thing, put this team in a good situation. I just expect them to do that again. So I love the fact that they're under consideration because it means they're right on the outside, at least from according to Andy Katz. And I expect them by the end of the season to be ranked top 25. I need to channel my inner Jerem Jordan here and say it's one guy saying one thing, right? How many times have you heard him say that? Yeah. Beware the one guy yes, saying one Yes, but I'm going to listen to the one guy that says things about BYU positively <laughs> than the one guy that says something negatively. Andy Katz, top 36, under consideration. Uh, This is, right now, it's no deal for me. If Alex Barcelo and or Matt Harms come back, then BYU's in the under consideration as a legitimate preseason top 25 team. And depending on transfers. Then it becomes a big deal. Yeah. Okay, right now, no deal for me. All right. Big deal, no deal. BYU softballs won five in a row and have combined for nine home runs in the last four games. Yeah, we've entered big deal status for BYU softball because of who they beat and how they beat them. I know that the bookends are Southern Utah and Utah State, two teams on paper BYU should dominate and did, but they swept the number 25 team in the country, and that's one of the best pitching staffs in the yeah. entire country of Baylor. Like not, not just Big 12. Like they, they have a loaded pitching staff, and BYU swept them. So this, this has entered big deal territory. Now the Cougars are rolling into conference play. Yeah, and I'm just focusing on the home run part of it. Oh. Not, not just the five games. The home run, nine home runs in four games. That's amazing. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Again, and, off that pitching staff. And the home run chain. Yes. It, it, it lives on. The bling bling. Yes. I believe my home run call. I was talking did you about. Get, did you get any information on who started that? Did you get the backstory? So we're still searching for okay. who, who the player was okay. that, uh, that brought up the initial idea. But we have confirmed that it was generated by the players. Nobody okay. on the staff. Not okay. an assistant coach. The bling. But when Hunter Ava hit her, I'm, seriously, it's the longest home run I've ever seen hit at Miller Park on the softball side. It was The ball was pulverized. It was crazy. Okay, so when she comes around, uh, and I'm talking about the bling as she takes her swing, and, it, I mean, it was like the perfect Good rhyming. Ball. Yeah, like, she's going to rock the bling again. <laughs> like, it was a no-doubter. 
Um, yeah, the nine home runs is maybe even a bigger deal, Jason, because they continue to swing the bat that way and do some special You're things. You're going to win a lot of games. Yes. All right, big deal, no deal. BYU men's track and field ranked number one in the country outdoor season. It's only the second week, Jason. So is it a big deal or no deal? Look, when you're ranked number one, that's a big deal, regardless of when it happens. Yeah. I mean, certainly you want to finish number one as well. But if you're ranked number one at any point, that's a big deal. First time in program history. So because it hasn't happened before, yeah, this is a big deal. All right. Big deal, no deal. Uh, Dane Brugler of The Athletic in his latest draft guide graded Kairos Tonga as a sixth round pick. Also, Matt Bushman as a sixth to seventh round pick. Big deal or no deal? For me, this is still leaning a little bit towards no deal. If Kairos Tonga was a projected fifth-round pick, then I'd get on the big deal train. Because if he's projected fifth-round, then I think he's for sure going to be drafted. But anything that's projected in the sixth or seventh round is a wide yeah, card. Yeah, it's, it's wide open. Yeah, I, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to say it's a big deal. Not hearing a lot about Kairos Tonga. Uh, you know, he looked great, yeah. by the way, physically at Pro Day. But I, I, I like the fact that, that we're hearing him being mentioned in – the area of being drafted as opposed to free agent signing. All right. We're not done yet. That's right. Coming up, our elite voice of the day. We've counted the exact number of steps that Cosmo walked down to get to the Richards building. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can always download the podcast. All you need to do, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget, while you're there, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, does Alex Barcelo's social media post make you more confident that he will return and run it back at BYU for another season. Why or why not? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Ames Flames on Twitter. I don't see any downside for A.B. coming back. He experienced the atmosphere in a full Marriott Center. He wants another taste. Hashtag BYUS and hashtag run it back. Look, I mean, the, the only reason he doesn't come back is if he wants to start his professional career at whatever level that, that turns out to be. That's, that's the reason that you don't come back. If, if, if you want to come back and play another year, and I think this is a good sign that he's putting that out there on social media. I think that is a positive sign. Our rise and shout-out presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. How many steps did Cosmo walk down? Did you say 82? 82. 82 is the steps that Cosmo walked down on his hands. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, also, he gets a rise and shout-out. Women's out. volleyball for dominating the WCC awards. Our thanks to today's guest, BYU football wide receiver Puka Nakua. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Kai Nakua. See you tomorrow on BYUSN. Go Cougs.